It's time for two blokes talking tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Trevor along with you from EFTM.com. Stephen Fennick is here in the EFTM studio from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. G'day, Trev. Good We've got a special here. ending of the show coming up for everyone. Yeah, stay tuned. We've decided it's, it's not like, to... It's like Infinity Wars, the Avengers. You've got to stay yeah. right till after the stay credits. Stay for the credits. Yeah, so we there. decided to brush the, uh, <laughs> the pre-roll. And yeah. run with a with a post roll. Post roll, yes, lovely. Anyway, uh, all the week's uh, news in technology coming up. We are going to have a heavy telco bent. Uh, in fact, entirely telco bent because we're going to talk about telcos, yep. phones, more telcos, and mobile plans. So it's a very telco show. Absolutely. But we do have a couple of minute reviews here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden. Let's get cracking. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, oh. I felt like we needed to get in the studio within days of the Telstra outage. Um, as we publish this Wednesday night, uh, it's you know, now two days since Telstra's major outage. Yep. And I call it a major outage because even though it was only two hours, it's a big deal. Like it's more the, than two hours, the, wasn't it? No, it was essentially two hours. The but worst the worst part was the two restoration hours. time could have been, yeah. could have taken something six it, hours. It was up but, to five hours, yeah. But right. essentially, two hours of, of downtime before restoration really began. Yeah. Um, and to this point, mate, I just think it's it's a sad indictment on Telstra. I think something needs to happen. I think there needs to be changes of some sort we'll talk about. But let me read to you what uh, Mike Wright, who's the head of networks, and the bloke is yep. under pressure because two yeah. years ago he was out fronting the media about drummers they had. Now here he is again. I'll read it in full because I think it's important. This was yesterday afternoon they released this. Um, starting at approximately 10 a.m. yesterday, Monday, um, some key network equipment failed, causing a disruption to 4G voice and data services nationally. The impact was widespread, and with a large number of customers dropping back to 3G, there was significant disruption of 3G voice and data services as demand exceeded the capacity of our 3G network. We have identified that the initial cause of the disruption was a software fault, which triggered multiple elements across the network to fail. The network is designed to switch on to standby hardware, which it did. Following the failover, however... A further fault caused an interruption which impacted 4G connections. There is redundancy built into the system, but this did not operate as intended. Yada, yada, yada. Whoopsie. Bottom line, drama caused another drama. Uh, in effect, switched over to the backup. Didn't, and, didn't and work. Redundancy didn't work. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a huge drama that's, for them. That's like jumping out of a plane and your parachute not working Both and the backup yeah. gone as well. See you later. And the thing, now I haven't looked back in, in verbatim, but I recall uh, February 2016, the big outage they had, and then they had the free data day on Valentine's Day. Yep. That was because some idiot unplugged something accidentally <laughs> during a during a, during a kind of an upgrade. Is right? he still working there, you reckon? That oh, if he probably. is, he's probably laughing now because yeah. it's all on someone else now. Yeah. But then about a month later in March, they had another outage, and it was blamed on their core network. Now, it's a description that all the telcos use to describe the, the network that can, connects all their sites and infrastructure and stuff, but it's not really the network we interact with. But back then they said pretty much the same thing, our core network. Mm. Now, I've got to be honest, but in 18 months, two years, I don't understand 
how they haven't tested, checked, and upgraded every mm. single iota, every single moment, every single bit of the core network. Absolutely. And you've got to remember, this, this incident is the third this month. It's not like they didn't get a solid wake-up call two yeah, the weeks second, ago. Though, the second, though, was... Was a triple-O Triple-O was a cut cable. It's still very different, though, right? That's still included, It's I not think, directly as a, as related a, to the mobile network, though. So I'm going yeah. to give them a pass on that one yeah. because it's a cut cable. They still need to work on that and how, how, how it mm. caused such major outages. But it's not related to the mobile network. I, I suspect that some of their issues this month and in previous years, because they've had others since February 2016, there's yeah. been many... Um, and I, I think it speaks to an inherent problem with their engineering and their network. Well, are they are they too are they too many layers of management there? There are too many. There's too many layers in, of management. In, in process. There's there. too much focus on five G. Which you know, can we just can, can we get the four G right? Four G sorted. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it feels mm. to me like they've lost their way now. So are you sort of saying that they they've got their eyes on the five G sort of they they've taken their eyes off the road a second, like yeah. asleep at the wheel oh, a little bit. I 4G. think the problem is. Do you remember? You, I don't think you were on the conference call, but there was a call. Uh, you know what? I feel like it was when you and I were driving to uh, my mum's pub in the yeah. Mustangs. I'm yeah. sure I was on a conference call or something yeah. where Andy Penn talked about um, investing billions in the network in CapEx or something, yeah, right? Yeah, I remember that. But actually, I don't yeah. believe he articulated at the time how much of it was incrementally more, right? You know, yeah. As a result of all these drums, we're spending an extra X. Mm. So I think it's, it's a bit of smoke and mirrors about how much they actually are investing in the network. And I don't think they're articulating what they've done to fix the problems they've had in the past. Now, uh, there's a couple of things to say here. Optus and Vodafone aren't coming out and saying, how good are we going? Our no. network's rock solid. Because, That's to their peril, though. Because there's it a risk. to them. Yeah, it's a risk right. it happens anyway. Because Mike Absolutely. Wright points out, this stuff happens. It can happen. It might happen yeah. again to anyone. But the question is, what happens when it happens to you? Should the customer even know it happens? So I think it's right that Optus and Vodafone don't gloat. But you've got to remember, mate, Optus, I think, had an outage last year, but... Yeah. If anything, would, would it make the evening news if Optus had an outage? Yeah, would, would, I'm Vodafone, sure would a Vodafone outage make the news? Oh, a hundred percent. Like more uh, so well, than considering Optus, what because happened of a few Vodafone, years ago. Right? Yes, yeah, so, sure. But is Telstra held to to a sort of high standard because they're the they're the they they're self self described best network in Australia? Are, it, are they? It's a great point, and I think that if Vodafone happened in the social media age, because it was twenty ten, well before twenty eleven, there was twenty ten yeah. started. Twenty yeah, yeah. eleven was the was the campaign to yep. to shut it down, kind of thing. But you know, that's well before we were real timing. We were wanting re- results and answers and everything. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, Telstra's under a lot of social media pressure here. Yeah. Um, some great tweets, too. Some oh, excellent crackers. Oh, I mean, yeah. some really yeah. unhappy people. But yeah, they get creative, don't they, when they're not happy? They oh, complain, but they're very creative in oh, their complaints. The fun ones for me were the ones that came that were sent at 12.25 when the network came back on because <laughs> they couldn't send them. Without the network? Right. They had all these I, tweets coming through. I liked people tweeting, you know how you could check to see if there was a fault in your area? Yeah, and then that, it came that, up with an error? That was a fault, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm not saying Vodafone and Optus are saints, but I'm saying they've had no major network performance issues yeah. in those same two years. They're rubbing their rabbit's foot, so they're rabbit's so foot at the moment. we have to argue, and no, they don't have the same bulk of customers, yeah. but it's not like the, the, you build the network based on the number of customers. So... I just think on scale, Telstra has got it wrong in some way. Now, the best tweets and the things that I followed most were people saying broadly or to me, I pay, for, I pay a premium price for a premium, premium network. network. Totally. And I write back and say, well, actually, no. You pay a premium price for coverage. 
That's the only advantage Telstra has over the yeah. others is coverage. In remote and r- rural areas, there is more Telstra than Vodafone and Optus. Mm. Full stop. No one argues that, right? Yeah. But in the metro areas, nah. Like it's, They're it's, all pretty much on par, aren't they? Yeah, like? People say to me, oh, Vodafone doesn't work in my place. Yeah, sure, but Telstra doesn't work in mine. So yeah. th- it's, like, it's like for like, essentially, in the metro areas. Sure. So I don't think people are paying for a premium network, but I think mm. people think they are. Well, I think, but like you said earlier, I think it's the people who live in the rural areas that they're the ones who are more concerned for the coverage because we all live in the city. We've got coverage everywhere. Mm. So the people who live on the outskirts and in those areas in the country where they assume Telstra is going to have, be the best coverage, that that's, I think, where people think, oh, well, the strength of this vast, wide network. Yeah, but most city dwellers are sticking with Telstra yeah. because they think well, it's a premium network. Let's talk about that. What, what does the Telstra customer do right now? Where, 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 do they, where do they go? What rights do they have? Can they, could they walk up to the Telstra and say, look, that's third time too many. I want out of my contract. Are I, they within their rights to get out of a contract? Look, I'm not this? a lawyer, but I would argue that right now, if you wrote to Telstra and said, due to your network performance over recent months mm. and frankly years, I would like to be let out of my contract. Um, you know, if you've got handset repayments you need to admit you're going to pay them or whatever, that kind of yeah. stuff, right? But I think you have right to get out of your contract right now. What about if you're a business? Oh, a mate, business you've got right to compensation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so how does, how does it, can they, can they do that? Can I've been encouraging over the last two days, I've been encouraging every business that I speak to on the radio to ring Telstra and mm. say, do you know what? My FPOS went down. My, get it on the yeah. record. Cost what me, happens, cost me right? $4,000 yeah. You know, un- try and put some cost to it if you can, but yep. the very least get it on the record that you were affected so that when they decide to, or frankly, they're probably already doing it. If you ring Telstra today, they've probably given authority to the customer service teams to give a month de- month free or, yeah. you know, $20 they're not, they're off not or whatever. checks to cover your losses. They're going to probably just give you a month off your bill or something. Correct. Like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think businesses should be looking for some form of compensation. Yeah. I think users shouldn't expect any, frankly, because no. I mean it's it's two hours of your life. You could Instagram get over your life, but <laughs> if you if you argue it, I think you could say, and, and if they don't give it to you, then you go to TIO and you yeah. say to the TIO, "I'm sorry, but I've had X number of problems, and they are network related. Mm. I want out." And at that point, you're off a contract. Don't sign yeah. another contract. Yeah. Go and try Optus. Go and try Voda, and then go back to Telstra if they're not if they're See not any they better. Because they've got a the contract is between not just for the customer, the contracts for the for the tel, the, for the service. Well. So if you're not getting the service that you're paying for, they they're letting you down on their end of the contract. Now that, that they may argue there's some sort of ninety nine point nine percent uptime guarantee or something, and they yeah. they haven't breached that. But it's the real world here, right? And if mm. they have if there's a groundswell of customers who go to the Daily Telegraph and say they won't let us out, mm. mate, it's front page news. And Telstra's risk is they be, they become Telstra failed. Now, to be clear, Vodafone's problems in 2010-11 were much worse than this, right? They were consistent network issues. You couldn't get onto the network. You couldn't make calls. You had dropouts. There was actual ongoing network issues, whereas Telstra's having outages. So it's a very different sort of fail. Yep. But I do think the the Telstra customer should should be willing to make the phone call. And I, I don't know whether it's died down now or whether you think it was just Monday, but I I feel like there was a genuine, okay, I've had enough now from people mm, online. Absolutely. Well, it's, it, there was, so it was, there were, were, was another outage earlier this year, wasn't there? There was yeah. a period where the network was down. Well, what, what is, what does Andy Penn say now? What does he say? If he, if he's fronting a press conference later this week or tomorrow, whatever, hmm. what does he say that he hasn't already said? And how does he keep the, allow customers to keep faith in their service? What do you say to these people? Do you know what? I I hate, I mean, this is probably why I couldn't do talkback radio as a full-time gig, but 
heads need to roll. Like Mike Wright needs to go. Like you know what? Something like that needs to happen. Mm. Unfortunately, Mike Wright is responsible for the network. Yeah. If the network is failing on his watch, and the yeah. engineers haven't haven't fixed it, well, who's responsible, mate? What are you going to do? Are you going to yeah. tell us that who who you've sacked, mm. or are you going to name the vendor, Cisco, Ericsson, whoever the heck it is? Yeah, they're, they're that systems are failing. Yeah. And, they and go to tender. Key, key network equipment failed. Right. So, yeah, that's equipment that they, they would have had. So I want to know, tendering. if you're not going to sack someone, is that new equipment? Was that equipment put in recently? Yeah. Is that equipment that came in uh, as opposed to the, the re- recent dramas? Is that equipment for the 5G rollout? Is it, is it upgradable? Yeah. What are the issues here? And, and how are you getting that money back? Because the problem is shareholders, right? Their share price is down 36% in one year. Yeah. Right. Andy Penn is under it took serious a hit. pressure. It took a hit after yesterday too, didn't it? Under yeah. serious pressure. Yeah. Like, I don't see it changing any day soon, but I think the board is probably looking at this going, we yeah. got we got to do it. Because, like, if I'm the board, do you know what I do? Bill Morrow. Bring him on. Remember I said that earlier? Yeah. He'll go to, tell, what, you mean to run Telstra? Bring him on. Yeah, right. He finishes up in August, October, yeah. whatever it is. Bring him in. Yeah. Put him on a two-year deal. Fix the network. Mate, they've got... See, the thing is, that I'm not a business person. I don't get into the stock market. But as I understand it, I see plenty of companies that take a huge hit. Like Qantas took a big hit a couple of years ago, massive yeah. losses, and now they're on their way up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I'm, if I'm Telstra board, I say, Bill Morrow, get in here. Yeah. We're giving you $50 billion to just knock yourself out, yeah. right? And we're going to cop a loss Bunker in one down. year. Yeah. And then... We expect network reliability. We expect performance. We yeah. accept, expect to be ready for 5G. But wouldn't they be doing that already? Like 5G's around the corner. Like, wouldn't they be doing that already? Absolutely. Because like, well, this this issue aside, they, they, would have, they would have already had that. They would have made that move with, with most, someone else. Most of this stuff is posturing, right? Most yeah. of that, like even if, if they got rid of Andy Penn today and put Bill Morrow in, yeah. most of the stuff that Bill Morrow would do is probably already in the roadmap. Yeah. But do you know the other thing I do? And I thought about this a bit. If I'm CEO of Telstra, I'm stopping all the other rubbish. I'm stopping the smart home stuff, and I'm getting out of all that rubbish. Mm. I'm becoming a network. Like, that's what we do. We're, mm. we're a network, and networks are always going to be required. Some of the stuff they're doing in IoT and everything is exciting, and it's good. Mm. But become a network for those things. Maybe invest in the odd startup they've and stuff. That, they've done that already. But, with, yeah, but with the, the cats, the cat, was it the cat six network, whatever it's called, the, for the, the, for the narrow IoT. band stuff. Yeah, yeah. But they're I'm, doing that already. What I'm saying is, like the Telstra smart home thing. You know, they're trying to upsell everyone. Telstra TV. I just, I'd rubbish yeah. all of that. There's plenty of alternatives. That, why does Telstra need to have a little box that they sell? Because it's a way of locking customers well, into they want, Telstra. They want to bundle right? people up. Yeah, they want to bundle, the, get more. So, av- come they back. want to drive up the average revenue per user, the ARPU. They want to drive that up. Totally. But, and that's what the, but you mentioned the shareholders. That's what the shareholders would expect too. The shareholders want Telstra and to become more valuable. Mate, we've just nailed the problem. The problem is shareholders. If this was still a government enterprise, yeah. it would be focused entirely on being a network. Now, I think Vodafone and Optus are as focused on their network as anyone else. Mm. Now, Optus has made a very clear play into the entertainment space, but I feel like they're very separate things. Mm. I feel so like they've got the, the Premier League and the and the and the, uh, the World Cup now. The Fetch TV, the World Cup, yeah, right. So, I, I, mate, maybe I'm just barking up the wrong tree. I don't know, but I just feel like it's. Mm. But I think in the Optus case uh, and and Telstra, they're, true, they're kind of doing it with Telstra TV and their big pond movies. And yeah, all that. yeah. But Optus, I think there was a bit of a more bold play, rather a more focused play for for Optus with soccer. Oh, yeah. They're right, we want to own soccer, and they do it. Mm. Telstra sort of were a little bit of the dabbling in the smart home, the dabbling in Telstra TV, and 
making those ridiculous commercials, you know, the Thrive On and, yeah. you know, w- wow, I can make a FaceTime call from the beach. And that, the that's worst technology. thing they've got happening now are those big blue and green billboards that say a network more reliable than your mum's spag bowl. <laughs> really? Mate, how reliable is your mum's there's spag a, bowl? It's pretty few, bloody reliable. There's a few tweets uh, featuring that those little it's, ironic signs now, aren't it's there? It's awful. They're all over Twitter. Oh, it's I saw, the worst I saw thing ever. Her. Yeah, I'd say uh, the marketing, the, the, the genius with the ponytail, he's going to get the sack over Mate, that. if I'm Benny McIntosh at Vodafone, I'm putting up a billboard that says, <laughs> we love our spag bowl. At least our network bowl. works. We're, no, I just, I just put up, we love our spag bowl. Like, yeah. our spag bowl is... Is better you than know, your spag bowl. Red is best or something. Do you know <laughs> well, what I mean? Yeah, well, that's that's tempting fate, I think, if they do I know. that. That's tempting a bit of... I don't think that's in Ben's personality to do that. I don't know. Stay in your lane, do your job, do, run as fast as you can. I think that's what the other telcos have There's to do. A lot that's of... why they haven't been. That's why you won't hear any smart ass no, no. comments from the other telcos because because they know it's a risk. If it turns around, like, it's like when Samsung's the Note Seven was going up, literally going up in smoke. You never heard Apple poking fun. You Poor heard LG. nothing. Nobody no. said anything because they thought, well, that could be us. Mm. So yeah, do we? Um, I mean, do we have the confidence? in Telstra to recover from this? I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Yeah, I think they will. Of, of course they will. But Do you think there'll be an exodus of customers? Maybe, yeah. Mm. I think that they're, now that, uh, that there is so much competition in the space in terms of data, data, pricing, all these unlimited plans. So everyone's kind of putting their hat in the ring, virtually offering the same product. Mm. So I'd, I think there would be, yeah. There'd be a lot of people who thought, well, I've stuck with you long enough. You've let me down a few times. It's like it's like you know if you if your girlfriend cheats on you four times, you're going to give her another chance. You're going to think, you know what, we're done. Mate, I'm going somewhere if, else. If you gave her a chance once, you're giving her a chance on the fifth time too. Well, but That's I don't. A very different. It depends situation. on the person, I suppose. But but you know you get my analogy nah, where you think, yeah. well, okay, I'm done. I, I don't want to. I don't want to put up with that anymore. I'm paying however much. I'm, they're probably likely paying more money. I think people are too lazy plan. to break up. Maybe, maybe they are, but. I think the ease in which you can switch plans now may attract people to to shift to yeah. try to try another network. Yeah, I kind of hope so. I do. I mean, I'm not, I'm not wishing ill upon Telstra. Yeah. I want them to be no, our most successful. But, I want everyone else to strive to be Telstra. You yeah. know. But again, I bring it back to uh, the the it's it's like I liken them to Apple in a way because Apple again are held to a higher standard. Their product yeah. isn't absolutely mind blowingly good. It's a failure. Hmm. And in this instance, it wasn't a pretty bad outage for a couple of hours. If, if their network isn't absolutely brilliant, they've failed. Yeah. So I think they've and, – and that's partly their own fault because they've talked themselves up so much. Best network, you know, fastest network. So they've put themselves in that position. Customer expectations, they've built a, a higher than all the other networks. Mm. And this is the result. If they don't meet those continually, then hello, they're going to be people saying goodbye. Yeah. I, I don't know if we'll see it in the numbers, but um, only time will tell, Stephen. Absolutely. Anyway, interesting times to tell. So I'd be interested in any information you have, whether you're uh, you know on the ground or whether you know about it. I've already had a couple of tips and both of them are 100% wrong. Um, and Telstra have been very honest about, with me about, about, that, what, about, what, about what caused happened. it and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I had some like... Um, uh, a lot of on, conspiracy theories with I was on the ABC in Melbourne and a guy texts through and he to- he mentioned the name of the product, the, the model number and everything that was going of wrong. Of the equipment? Yeah. Right. And it made it sounded, you know, good on you, mate. Legit, yeah. so, solid tip. And, oh, oh, right. and they said, listen, no, 
Just so you know, no. Well, I wouldn't lie to you, no. And so, mate, sometimes you don't know, but I would be interested to know whether anyone has thoughts, feedback, um, anonymous or otherwise. Hit us up. Uh, you can find us online. We're pretty easy to track down, mate. Stephen Fennick on Twitter, at uh, Trevor Long on Twitter, and Ziggy Zaggy, the hashtag. Speaking of which, we did. there was a couple of tweets this week that were not happy with our Alexa and Siri conversation last really? week. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you set my Alexa off. You set my Siri yes, off. Yes, that's right. I took them should, all as jovial tweets. Do it again? No, no, no. I okay. took them all as jovial tweets. Okay. Just so you know, folks. And so there was some people who were complaining about Alexa. The, well, well the, there was you, one. You, there you was, were accusing people of not having Alexa. Yeah, so we now know there's one person. So there is one person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got his name. It's, we're good. So Amazon got, must be really happy. Exactly. Though. We do it all thanks to the good people at Uniden and Netgear. And if you're looking for a, a beautiful network to cover your entire home, you need to consider the Netgear Orbi. Uh, Wi-Fi network. This is a mesh network. You put one of the uh, the devices at your modem, you put another out in your home, and you create a single network across your entire home. Uh, that network is fast. It's as fast as the modem is delivering speed into your home, and that's the problem most people have. Your existing modem is great, and you don't need to get rid of it, but it's delivering poor Wi-Fi across your home. So upgrade the Wi-Fi not the modem, the Wi-Fi needs upgrading, the internet's probably just fine. Netgear Orbi will do the trick for you. Uh, works through the existing modem, looks really nice, sits anywhere in the home, and you can find it at all major retailers. Check it out now. Netgear Orbi. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, we were given Telstra a bit of a bashing earlier, as we as everyone else on Twitter uh, a couple of days ago. But I, uh, I've got a bit of a, uh, a personal issue here with uh, Optus, and I'm a, I'm a, I've been a loyal Optus broadband customer for more than 15 years. I've had this uh, my my cable connection at home. I live in the eastern suburbs of Sydney, and since and since the up until the start of this year, I'll I'll just let you preface it by saying that the service has been excellent. Right. It's it's worked 99.9 percent of the time, really fast. Uh, very little interruptions, work to treat. Something happened, though, this year, and it's it has been since January, February, the, the service has really, really suffered. It's hit a wall in terms of the speeds, the reliability. You're using the Optus cable. I'm using cable. Network. I'm not on NBN yet. And you're and, not an uh, ADSL customer. No, cable. So you're cable, expecting, HFC cable. You're expecting 100 meg down and one or two up, which is what you get with a That's with right. A, with and that's, I get it. I was getting it. I, I, I remember. I often get 99.4. Two years so ago solid. when we were Skyping mm. more regularly, uh, two was, was your best. One and a half was often. That's the upload. Yeah. yeah. And, and sometimes you went under one, and that was when we'd have some dramas. Yeah. Okay. Well, the, so... I've noticed that the the service has it's in the middle of the day it'd be really slow or, or not working at all in the evening of course when my whole family's on the internet my wife's watch streaming a show and my son's playing online and I'm doing my own stuff and my daughters are doing theirs and you hear dad the internet's not working or dad the, the it's slow why is the internet so crap and what do I do I said well okay I'll make an inquiry and as as polite as they were and courteous as they were and apologetic as they were, mm. they couldn't fix it. And it's been months for, for this that's been going on. I wrote I wrote my experience on Tech Guide uh, a couple of days ago and even sort of put it out there for people to share their experiences as well. The response I had has been incredible because there's a lot of people, basically to sum up what a lot of people said, they said, it's as if I wrote your story because <laughs> it's exactly what I'm, what I'm experiencing. So... 
just just to also sort of let you know that my area uh, is going to get the NBN. It was originally going to be between April and June this year. They've since a couple of months ago, or about a month ago, they they just they changed it to now July to September. Yep. Now I'm getting fibre to the curb in my area. Yep. Which will fibre up my street and then copper from the telecom pit into my house. Yep. Now, the HFC cable that that runs on top of the telegraph poles, along the telegraph poles, it's not an underground cable, it's above the ground there. I know for a fact, everyone knows, it's no secret that the NBN is scrapping that cable. So... That that in in three to four months time when the NBN is officially connected, that cable that's been running up there for just fifteen years, it's in a dumpster somewhere. Will they leave it there? Will they take yeah, it down? It They'll just leave, leave it, it. right. Yeah. Well, so in the back of my mind, I speculated, and Optus has denied this, right? I speculated that this thing's going to be thrown away in two to three months. So. Is that why my internet say ru- is rubbish? Well, there's no because doubt. there's no there's no reason for them to upkeep that because it's going to be thrown away. There's no doubt, but it's, so, it, but it's it, but here's what I think is ridiculous, right? When you get to the NBN, we'll talk about NBN because it doesn't matter right now. The NBN's irrelevant. What's yeah. relevant is you're an Optus customer, and the biggest problem the big telcos have is maintaining customers during the switch to NBN, right? Yeah. Telstra's customer base has plummeted in fixed broadband because there's more choice. There's a choice now. So yeah. if you're sitting here going, and so let's say they are, just speculate, let's say they're neglecting the HFC network, not upgrading it, not adding capacity, whatever, yeah. um, and, and therefore they're neglecting you as a customer, as if you would sign to Optus for NBN. Well, that that's the argument. I'm thinking, will this continue? In the discussions I've had with them, the several discussions I've had with them, uh, I, I said, well, is this congestion issue, which they called it, going to continue when the ambient rolls up? They said, well, no, likely not. But well, I can, is, so, is, so I would it, say to you that there's no link between the congestion on the HFC and the NBN because they're, they're completely separate networks. Of course they are. Yeah, right? It's like know. driving on in a different country. Yeah. It's just a different unlinked thing. But the fact is that if they're unable to provide capacity or whatever it is on the HFC network, then are they correctly rolling out capacity to their NBN customers? I don't know. Well, is it, it look, there's plenty of theories that I've got. And originally, remember I was told you I was supposed to be April to June. Not June yeah. June's next month, this yeah. next week. So that were they preparing to, to have NBN available then and sort mm. of being caught on the hop because they've delayed because it? The delay, yeah. Is that possible? The other thing that I'm... I'm being optimistic about is the fact that my area only had Optus cable. I didn't have a choice. Like you had a choice of Telstra, Optus, whatever yeah. you want here. In my street, I've only got, if I want cable, I've only got Optus. So I'm hope for, hoping that Optus is, is investing in the CVC, so the bandwidth of the NBN in my area, to retain all the Optus customers who are already in my area on cable. Mate, unless they're willing to publish, as Aussie Broadband have, yeah, their CVC, CVC graphs, yeah. I just don't believe anyone. I don't believe Telstra. I don't believe Ionet. Mm. I don't believe anyone. Because with Aussie Broadband, I can look and I can go, mate, and you can look at it and go, well, actually, it peaks out pretty heavy at night. Yeah. Um, you can look at that over the days yeah, and months course. before you switch yeah. over. Mm. Optus can tell you that they're investing in it, and they can tell you right now they've got you know X, X amount of capacity, mm. but they haven't got anyone on it. So as soon as a bunch of people jump on, how quickly are they yeah. upgrading their, their things like that? So here's my problem, and we've got a great contact at Optus, Patrick, who has been very helpful to yeah. many, and I'm talking probably... 50 to 60 people that I've referred to him as Optus customers. But that alone is my number one point. I've referred more individuals to Optus than to any other telco, including, frankly... problems, that had problems. Including, frankly, with uh, with the NBN. So 
I'm saying that when when so when I get a when I get a complaint from someone, I say, okay, so let's let's troubleshoot this. You know? yeah. Have you tested the speed at the at the modem? Not yeah. on your Wi-Fi. You know, you go well, through that, a bunch of that tests. That was right? another thing. Just to interrupt you, that that was another thing. They said, well, the fault must be at your place. I went, we'll bring it on. Come and get, show me what's what's wrong. Like fix it. And they go, it's the sixteen no, Wi-Fi no. network. They said no. They said no. They said no. Before they could even make an appointment for a technician, they said no, no. It, it's a, it is at our end. Yeah. So they don't even one hand doesn't know what the other hand's doing. So you know, I, I go through that troubleshooting process, and then I say, right, I'm going to refer you. Now, if I if I can tell it's an NBN issue because mm. it's uh, because they haven't got it connected, there's part digging yeah. NBN straight to the NBN. If it's Telstra issue, straight to Telstra. And you know, with most telcos, I've got to contact Dodo, nothing, TPG, nothing. So I can't help yeah. you. But most yeah. of them, good to go. And I've I've got more complaints about Optus than any other telco. Yeah. And I think that is a problem. So it's funny we go back to the Telstra issue, right? I don't know what they're doing wrong. I don't know how they're neglecting their customers so but, badly. But here's my other issue: they there's no. What else do I do? I can't go to ADSL. It'll be worse. Well, you so where, can, where do that, I go? Do I just go mobile? Use burn all my it's mobile. The only data? thing you can do if you I, genuinely I want that. want an outcome that's immediate, then you have to go mobile. Yeah. Well, look in their in their defence, they off they offered to compensate me for any mobile spend that I've had over the top to comp to make up for the Optus problem. Hmm. And I, I haven't had to do it. I've, I've, the times where it's worse, I didn't need to do any work in, in particular, and it's hard to sort of run your whole network off a off a, the Netgear yeah. M1. Yeah, you <laughs> yes. could theoretically, you, you could do it exactly, but uh, I, I didn't actually. I didn't do it. I already had that 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 account, so I'm not I'm not going to say, well, make up another account that I've got. Yeah. So I didn't didn't go that far, but the choices for me were limited in what I could do. Yeah. So it, it's. With the NBN around the corner, I'm hoping that Optus has decided, well, we don't want to lose customers in that area. Mate, I, we don't want to lose you. I'm just I saying I want them, to someone to say to me, I don't want to lose you. I want to fight with for Optus? you. Why would you stay with Optus? <sighs> just give me one good reason. Well, I've got a lot of, and this is going to sound really stupid. You're going to laugh now, okay? Don't promise you're not going to laugh, okay? Promise I can't promise that. Laugh. I can't promise that. <laughs> I'm not going to make a promise. I can't. All keep. my major accounts, my Apple ID, everything is all at my OptusNet address, my email address. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to laugh now, aren't you? So I'd have to change everything, everything. Like when I first got on the internet with cable, or the internet in general at my place. It was all my at OptusNet address. And everything that major in my life is all directed through that email address. Well, Stephen, let me take this as a consultation <laughs> and say to you, you have a, a three to six months or something before yeah. the NBN comes. I know. It, it, genuinely, yeah. you need to spend an hour a week tidying that up. Yeah. One thing every week. Now, now no, look, I'll be, I'll so no, be, I'll be, be clear, up front with you now. To be clear, stick gonna, with Optus. Stick gonna, with Optus, right? But I'm you still have to make go. that change. I know this. but oh, you're an idiot. No, you're a, no you're listen, an idiot. listen to me. I'm going to no. give them a go. No. I'm going to give them a try, and I'm going to not lock into a contract and say, right, mm. I will try your network. Mm. On the NBN, if it's not, if it's if I'm one month in, I don't like it, you're gone. Okay. And Aussie Broadband will be my, so I'll, I'll I, give them a crack. I've, I've now tried iPrimus, Aussie Broadband, My Republic, and Vodafone. Okay? Okay. And How Vo- does Vodafone go? Vodafone, uh, initially, was not great. Right. And I'm not going to lie, it yeah. was it was not as good. Because you've got to remember, I've got the same same cable coming in and two connections off it, right? Yep. 
Um, two NBN connections. Two, two what they call NTDs, network termination right. devices. So okay. it's the same cable coming into into this room, but there's two little both boxes hun- off both the back. Hundreds, hundreds, well, yeah. Same cable coming in, two yeah. NTDs. I can choose to have a 25 service on one uh, and a 70, 100 on the other, whatever. But you don't. They're completely separate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Aussie Broadband yeah. is one of them. Yeah. And the other one I've switched between My Republic and now I've gone to Vodafone. Okay. Now, when I first connected, the download speeds were about 80. 76 to 80, and the upload speeds were 16, 17. It's nice, right? But it's rubbish compared to what I've been getting with Aussie Broadband, which is 93 to 34 consistently. Mm -hmm. And look, this is how I operate. I said to them, listen, just so you know, it's not good. And they went, no, it must be your end. So I did all the tests, and I went, I'm pretty confident. (laughs) And they did some upgrades in the area. They obviously didn't have the capacity or something at the CVC, at at the POI, and now it's running very nice. So it's unfortunately, that experience for customers is not yeah. like this is the problem. The telcos are going one solution for all, and they're no. not genuinely aware of what's can happening I, for the end I user. Can I tell you the other issue that I may face and that other, other fibre-to-the-curb customers will face? Hmm that their copper to the house is rubbish or non-existent. Yeah. And, what, and then you've got to, the customer has to pay for that I would fight to that, get it. I'd fight that till the cows come How? home. How? Because the MBN is responsible for bringing the MBN to your home. To your door. To the, no, no, to the, okay. to the outside of your home. So a fibre to the home house, it comes right to the brick, and then what's on the inside you have to deal with, right? right. So my argument is, Stephen, and I'm, I'm hell-bent on this, yeah. if you're getting fibre to the curb, anyone listening, yeah. and they say to you, you've got to pay $100 or $1,000 to fix no your copper, if it's the copper inside your home, a hundred percent, it's your yeah. responsibility. But from the pit to my house, but from your the pit responsibility. to the back wall or the front wall, whatever yeah, it is yeah. of your home, yep. it's the NBN's responsibility. Okay, because that is the is the infrastructure. Okay, I, I'm well, I'm hell bent on. I that. should be entitled then if there's no copper line. There is, I'm pretty sure there's a copper line. Don't yeah, know the, don't know the state of it, line. right? Don't yeah. know the state of it, but I'd Mate, be, your home's I, pretty new. There's a good. One. I should have a if if the copper's rubbish. Why don't they just chuck a fiber cable in there for me? But again, that's so that's the technology choice option. And you should you should you should send that email now. You should be sending yeah. the email now. Technology choice is what it's called. Yeah. You, you might find that it's three thousand dollars. And I've got to be honest, if it was three thousand bucks for me to get fiber to the home, I'd pay it tomorrow. Three grand. Yep. Through you claim it through EFTM to your tax, your tax ban. Yeah. <laughs> because then I then I choose the two hundred thousand dollars. That's then I choose the two hundred plan. Yeah. Right. So you're well, going ch- to pay three grand to pay two more each month. Yeah, right. Just how much do you want to download? How many water? How many? I'm going to quote Wall Street here. How many yachts could you water ski behind, mate? I'd have two <laughs> of them as well. I mean, I, I just you know, I want the I want the best, and yeah. I want to have the best experience. But, but also, can I know? But but in all seriousness, why? Why would you need such a fast you know connection? What? Why? It's, it's a very good point. Just so I can, can. prove. No, no. Just so I can prove to people that you don't need it. Because the argument oh. with a lot of the narcs online is, oh, we're not getting our gigabit connections. Yeah. Who cares, mate? <laughs> I've got a hundred meg, yeah. and I've never had that's, a problem. That's great. You know, you know, my current, if you know, all the dramas aside, mm. my current cable setup, if they could just fix up the uploads, I'd be happy. Mm. I'd keep it all day long. Well, you if, know, they could, if it worked properly, but you know, right? Telstra. This is the uh, this is broadly it was it was uh, mentioned online. But Telstra's cable, the one I had originally, yeah. hundred down, uh, ten one up. That's the one down, where they delayed, up. didn't they? They held back the, the, the Telstra HSC cable. Remember the NBN said no, we want to get it right before. Remember before. Oh, you know that's a different thing. That's but if, different. if you're an existing big pond cable customer, yep. getting a hundred down and one up, they upgraded it to five up. 
So oh. they've done an infra- they've done some upgrade that it gives you five up straight wow. away. I hope Optus is listening. I'd no, love, they're not, mate. I'd love five up. Jeez. No, not happening because wow. they're not going to upgrade that network because it's been rubbish. Yeah. Anyway, it's a massive problem. If you haven't read Stephen's article, it's techguide.com.au. He loves you whinging and moaning because oh, well, it makes I'm, him feel comfortable. I'm going to publish all your responses. I've got so many people who have commented on the story, who have commented on my on my Tech Guide Facebook page, and they're basically we're all singing out of the same hymn book. We're saying, mate, it's like it's the same exactly what you described is what I'm experiencing. Yeah, check it out, TechGuide.com.au. Well, we had a nice little briefing yesterday about a device that has launched globally just moments ago. Stephen, yes. is it six o'clock yet? It is. It's okay. just, just gone six o'clock. Great. Um, <laughs> it's the it's a new device from HTC. Now, was it last year? This time we went to it Taiwan. Was. We were, it, it came up on my Facebook memories. We were there oh, a year ago. Nice. Yeah. Oh, you come up in my memories every oh, second nice. day. <laughs> you do. We're tagged so much together. <laughs> you got memories with T. William Long. What else is new? <laughs> I um, so we were there for the launch of the HTC U11, and we went to the factory, saw the thing being built. It was fascinating. It was brilliant. I loved it. Still, still got my jacket too, my jacket uh, from the factory tour. Did I, you throw yours? I out? think Amanda made me shed it. Ooh. Yeah, so it was a big nice disappointment. Little, nice little cheater. It's great. I wouldn't wear it in public. Ever. <laughs> um, Might wear the lawn in it or something. So they've just announced the HTC U12 Plus. Now this is an interesting device to me because a they've gone with U12 Plus and there is no U12. Yes, it's uh, plus. It's just only. the plus, but they've they've put yep. the plus on because they want people to know it's a plus size device. The U11 was unique because it had this squeeze feature, which is also now in the U11 Life, and it's also in the Google Pixel yep. 2, because um, that's a you know HTC phone, essentially, because Google owns HTC now. Um, so U12, what's, what's new, what's different? A, it's a bigger phone. B, six, six inches. Six-inch phone. B, they've got the squeeze still, fully customizable, very nice. Um, I love the squeeze when you bring up like a dial of apps. Yes. I love that. That's Was that with a squeeze or with the double tap? No, that's with the squeeze. Okay. Um, and then there's a double tap function on the sides of the device. So you could be you could program it so that when you're in a browser, you can double tap the side and it'll go back instead of having yeah. to click the or back button. Or it, it, it brings the screen down to the left or the right so you can use the phone one-handed. Which I don't think anyone uses. That feature exists I, on I nearly use, all Android I phones. I would use that feature. Okay. Yeah. I have used that feature on um, they the camera is rated 103 on D, DxO mark, yes. which is the best two dual best lens dual camera. camera. Yeah, there's quali- you got to qualify it now. The the HCC, uh, sorry, the Huawei P20 Pro is a yeah. triple lens Three. camera. Who's which... going to come up with the first four lens camera? That's what I want to know. It's like the Gillette razor blades. Remember the late <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> yeah. seventeen razors. Yeah. Yes. Um, there was a cam- there was a device it went around about a year ago that had all these lenses on it. I wonder if someone, someone should bring that yeah. back and look at the phone. But it went well, we can't remember the name of it. Nah, it was just like a meme thing online. I think yeah. someone actually thought it was going to be a product. But look, um, the one biggest problem I have with this device, and we haven't reviewed it in, in great detail, we yeah. just had a bit of a play with it, is they've also got rid of all mechanical buttons. Yes. Now, this is exactly the same as when Apple went... Um, tactile, haptic with the home button. Remember that yeah. it was a physical button, yeah. and then the iPhone well, it wasn't 7. Actually, it was just a. It, it, you'd it think was a it hole. Was a, you'd no, no, think but originally a... it was a little button, a proper thing that clicked yeah. in, and then from the iPhone 7 onwards, it became this this thing that made a feeling like a button when you yeah. touched it. The volume buttons and power button on the HTC U12 Plus are not real buttons. Yeah, and mate, They're I don't touch like sensitive. it. Yeah, I don't like it. I, uh, I putting turning the volume up and down. Yeah, it was it, it was wasn't hard. as smooth as. Here's a... the problem, right? They, oh, you get used to it. People don't give you a second chance in a, in a store, mm. let alone 
in a review. So I worry about that for them big time because it's a huge leap. Now, they say it's because they can now get IP68 um, yes. waterproof rating, which is great. Well, without a physical button, that I helps. I don't know that it's a good thing. Well, I, what I like about this is that there are several points of difference. Like all, all you, you look at a lot of Android devices and they all look the same. They're all sort of the same flavor of vanilla. Yeah. This, I like the fact that they're thinking at least about the customer. How mm. is the customer going to use our product? The double tap, the squeeze, they're, they're thinking in real terms, a customer, how would this benefit the customer? Well, you can use it one-handed. I like the feature where you can lay in bed, and if you're squeezing your phone hard enough, it's not going to, the screen's no, well, not going to flip even around. So, people, for, so the example for people is you're looking at your phone upright in portrait mode, and then you roll over to your side and you're lying down. If you're reading an article on the web, it'll go landscape style because yeah, the phone has gone bounce, landscape. Yeah. You don't even have to squeeze the U12 Plus because it can feel, it senses, it knows you've got fingers on one side and yeah. a hand on the other. It knows you're holding it the same way. It doesn't rotate the image. That is smart. I, I like that. I think that's the standout yeah. feature. And oh, well, the other the other thing that I like is the they've got a translucent model. Oh, mate. so you can there's, look into the back. So there's of the three phone. colours. That cool. What they call a black, but it's it's more like a bronze than a red, which won't come to Australia. But the blue, yeah, you can see like chips and processors inside. That is smart, mate. I, that I like will that. Yeah. that will nerd out sell well. I think so too. It's like uh, remember the original iMac where you could look in the back Mate, of the little. Can you imagine the Osdroid guys? <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine, but they'll probably be using theirs in bed, one-handed as well. With, with, so the, the screen doesn't rotate. I'll grab. I'll, hug, I'll grab. I'll grip. You won't be looking at the screen. Though. I'll, I'll be, be looking at the back of it. I'll be. I'll grip this in bed. Not a problem. But uh, I think the. I like I like a big phone, so six inch phone, mm. but it doesn't feel no, like it doesn't, a, feel, it doesn't like feel like a, like a massive phone. No. I like the fact that they've put, they haven't gone stupidly top to bottom uh, with the screen. They've they've left room for yep. the cameras. There's a dual camera on the front, I think. Yeah. Uh, the bottom, there's a nice little chin on it, not too big. The bezels are super thin. I think there's a new. They compared. Remember we compared the U11 to the U12 mm-hmm. Plus. There's a new process where they can bend the glass at a steeper angle, so it made it the bezels thinner. Um, the the camera which they showed the the HDR modes to the Edge Sense two we already spoke about but but HDR that can handle HDR on other devices has mainly been used to enhance low light pictures yep whereas their HDR is going to be good in the glare and in the low light as well so it's got both ends covered so that's that's another reason why I'm in, I'm endearing myself to this phone because they've thought about what the customer wants and what the end result they want for the customer so. They're trying to address the issues, the problems, that the the pain points for customers with the device, and they've come up with the answer. So it is a really good approach, and I like the fact that, to me, the the, the reading between the lines in the briefing, they've thought ahead as well about what the five G devices are going to look like and yeah. how they're going to perform and the battery performance and all of that processor performance. Yeah. Um, so that, that's, that's a big tick too. I'm looking forward to what they got down the line. No doubt they're probably planning three or four years ahead here. Um, the other issue or two, I think we should talk about is the dual SIM option too. Mm. Dual SIM on this device allows you to have now previously dual SIM devices were rubbish because you had one 4G SIM and you could only have a 2G uh, SIM yep. in the other slot. Here we can have two 
4G LTE SIMs, which the telcos will hate. The telcos won't no, the telcos will, won't range that. The telcos will range so, a single SIM with a, with an SD card. You, yeah. If you buy it direct from HTC, you'll get uh, the, the, the So the you have a choice. Yeah. You can have either the single SIM with the option of swinging it around and having a memory card there. Is that how it's going to work? Yep. Or you, you, you can have the dual SIM in it, or you can have a memory card in one of the slots. Is yeah. that how it works? that's it. Yeah. That, that's Look, smart. That is a good, that's a good I, I think the challenge for them, as with all the other um, mobile manufacturers other than Samsung and Apple, is getting it in telcos, yeah. which will be very hard for them. But, you know, Voda have been pretty good with HTC. They might range it. Mm. Um, and it'll be available on HTC's website. They've, well, got a, yeah. they've got a solid fan base, but they need to build that fan base. That's their problem. Another thing I like, mm. no notch. What's wrong with the notch? No notches. You don't like the notch? Well, I think it's it's... I don't mind the notch. I'm a fan of the P20 Pro. I'm looking forward to getting the LG G7, which yeah. have gone down the notch path. Mm. Don't know what other big telco, what other big companies are going to do. HTC have thought, no, no notch. We're going to keep it straight. Leave it for the customer. We don't. We don't want to be seen to be. Uh, I think the term was jumping on the bandwagon. Right. 2019. Don't have the notch. <laughs> you think so? Well, what I like too is that even if you, there is a notch, you do get a choice not to have the notch. If you want to, so give maybe give customers a choice. I like the fact that that HTC is uh, we're not going in for trends, we're not going in for fads. We'll still stay with stop doing notch. that with your hand. <laughs> Speaking of, I don't go in for fads. Uh, two blokes talking tech details at HTC U12 Plus at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. Well, two blokes talking tech, also brought to you by Unidin. Now they make a lot of products. They make a lot. Of, they make phones, security surveillance devices. They've got uh, security cameras as well. But they've also got a range of new in-car devices, uh, some dash cams, and that is a really important product to have in your car. Gets your side of the story across. They've got one of the first 4K dash cams in the iGo Cam 80. This is a device, it's really small actually, sits uh, really discreetly on the windscreen of your car, can record everything in 4K. So that added detail is really important, especially if there's events that you want to look at. So you can see things like a detail like number plates and street signs, even people and cars and makes and models. So really helps. Uh, it is, has got some other great features too. Uh, it's also got parking mode. So if, uh, if you're worried about someone maybe hitting your car while it's parked or in a shopping center, the iGo Cam 80 has parking mode that will spring to life if it detects any kind of impact on your vehicle. That's going to appeal to a lot of people. There's also some great safety features as well. can give you the speed and red light camera warnings also. There's also lane departure assistance as well. So if you are drifting out of your lane, you get an audio and visual warning for you to correct your vehicle. Uh, this product is a price of 279 bucks. One of a range of the Uniden cameras. They do have other models that also include a rear camera uh, and, and other various price points. But the iGo Cam 80, uh, we have reviewed that on our website and it's for a price of 279 bucks. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. New mobile carrier. Targeting millennials. Lift or life? Life. <laughs> Mate, I'll be honest. Okay. I don't get it. I don't get it. Now, are they trying to do a, mo a Boost Mobile here? Their plans are nowhere near as competitive as Boost Mobile. Okay. Boost Mobile is on the Telstra network. Life is on the Telstra network. Okay. Boost Mobile have like five gigabytes of data for like thirty bucks. I'm looking at their press release here. These guys have got twenty five dollars a month for one point five gig and a hundred dollars in calls. Why would that work? Forty dollars a month for four gig of data, unlimited calls. Okay. I like how it says here. 
a millennial-focused telco run by millennials. Good on them. Um, <laughs> so I dug into it a bit, and I tried to establish what was unique about them. And they they did some research that, that talked about how, like, what were the pain points for yeah. millennials, right. young folk? Should we define millennials? Are these winges, millennials are people are. born in the 90s onwards? Is that right? right? Are they millennials? Winges. They're winges. Okay. That's what they are. Okay. Um, and they, they did so they did some research trying to work out what their, their kind of pain points were. And I think the issue was things like overseas call centers, right? So that they hate millennials, this is, hate overseas call centers. And I think so what they've done is they've got an Australian call center. They've got Melbourne call okay. center. So that, that's a big deal, right, for them to say, okay, we're going, going um, uh, with the local call center. Reception, they want un, unreliable. Unreliable reception is a problem for them. So they're on the Telstra network. Yep. Well, probably not a great time okay. to launch. Um, <laughs> they want everything done online. So the, the purchasing of the SIM card, customer service and billing, it's yeah. all online. No paper there's not even There's not even a SIM card at a Caltech service station. Right. Right. You can't, you, you got to go online to get the SIM. Yep. Um, large data packs. The data packs aren't that great. So I'm just going to say that might be an issue for them. But there's the sweet spot. It seems to be about the $45 plan where you get 10 gigabytes of data, 20 gig on the $50 plan, right? Yeah. And, and Boost do struggle to go kind of wide-ranging in their data things. Um, and they don't want to be locked into 24- to 12-month contracts, 12 to 24-month contracts. So what it is, it's not a prepay. It's kind of a direct debit post-pay thing, prepay right. thing, right? So you never need to worry about it, but you have to have direct debit set up. So they're, they're guaranteed the, the income. Of course, they're not going to send you a bill. No, that's right. So, But, but you're not on a contract. So you can get out. Okay. Plus, you're not locked into a certain range. You can you can be on the 50 and next month be on the 20. So there's no uh, drama going up and down. Okay. So there's a lot of good things there. But I look at it and go, if you're a prepaid customer, you can do that anyway. Like with Boost, yeah. you could prepay lower or higher amounts each month. But I think that what I think they've missed the the PR opportunity here. The PR opportunity here has been not no disrespect to the PR people, but I just feel like they've missed the overall market, which is prepaid's tough. Yeah. You got to go and you got to top it up. It's paying the bum. Yeah, we're making it easy. We're making it direct debit and flexible. That's the but sell. If it's direct debit. It's postpaid, then, isn't it? Well, no, because I think it's direct debit in advance. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it becomes a prepaid. pre-post pre-debit prepaid. Okay, yeah. cool. But Bottom line, is, but isn't isn't this the the one the one thing people are looking for is data? Yeah. And what? How does this stack up? Isn't that don't they customers, millennials or not? They look right down the bottom. They go, right. Mate, how much data have I got? That's my problem. Like, I said to them, I said, I don't understand what's the deal here. Yeah. Because here was this was the thing that you know they said this is a big thing we're launching on Monday. I said I'll, I'll do it on the Today yeah, Show. It, right. it was it was a uh, I'll get had a, an embargo and everything. Oh, like, yeah. Get it excited, but can I have it before the embargo? Nine o'clock? Yeah, no worries. You can do it yeah, on the Today yeah. Show. And then I get their plans and I go, oh, they're not that great. Yeah. Like so, it was very hard so for you, me to. You pulled the pin, or you no? We did. It? I just like I always do comparisons. So I, you know, showed Ovo and Boost yeah, yeah. and all the others, yep. but they didn't show up as being that great. Whoops! Because their their flagship kind of twenty five dollar plan is one point five gig, mm. so a tough one to sell, I think. And I don't know how you market that. They're obviously going to market through socials, and mm-hmm. don't know. I mean, maybe there's more money in MVNOs, the the mobile virtual networks, than we realise. Mm. Maybe but, we should but, start start a two blokes mobile network. Well, they, absolutely. I think, uh, but I'm just reading through their press release here. I, I didn't write this story on Tech Guide either, but um, I, I'm just seeing they're listening to the needs of millennial Aussies. The needs of millennial Aussies is data. Because your kids are mine. Get them right? data. Yeah. Data is, is and, and my kids and uh, have gone through the, the phase where oh, I, I, I want the new iPhone and they mm. go, yeah, yeah, I'll sign up that plan. And then 18 months later, they're thinking, oh, I'm dying here. I've only got two gig of data. I'm dying here. Yeah. And they've ended up buying themselves out of the plan, keeping the phone and then getting on a month to month. Mm. Sim only plan. 
and that that's that's meeting the needs of millennials who are, mm. who are need desperate for data. So I just think they've met a lot of the needs, but not all of them. Yeah. Anyway, it's an interesting one. Uh, Life, L-Y-F, uh, lifemobile.com.au is the company. I don't know. Maybe we're wrong. If we are, send us feedback uh, at Trevor Long, at Stephen Fennick. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, just to round out the Tilco mobile Ooh, theme episode of uh, Two, two Blokes oh, Talking sure. Mobiles, uh, there is there was some uh, interesting data about how much we spend on our mobile plans. There was a survey that your, your mates at finder.com.au published uh, yesterday, a couple of days ago, and uh, I, I was surprised by this. That um, did you Do you know this figure that I'm about to say no, here? Do you know what the what do you think, just off the top of your head, right, what's the average, and I don't know whether you read my story already. No, I did not. What, <laughs> what's the average out Australian adults pay uh, for their mobile phone plan. What Australian adults, yes. Average we pay on a plan, or are we talking overall prepaid or whatever? mobile phone plan? Just in average plan cost sixty three dollars. lower. Oh, fifty three. Bapow, lower again. Forty three. It includes higher. prepaids. Bit higher. Yeah, it includes prepaid. On average, we're taking averages here. Oh, no, I'm just saying it's not forty four dollars. Forty four dollars okay. per month. Uh, for their mobile plan, and that's down from last year was forty eight dollars. Mm. So, and here's another surprising part uh, of of their stats. Did you know only twenty six percent of Australian phone mobile customers bundle a phone into their plan? Only twenty six percent. So only twenty six percent include a phone in their plan. So that that twenty six percent is obviously buying With the Android, greatest Samsungs and Apples. Of respect and, to your friends. Findit.com.au. Yeah. This is a survey of yeah, people, right? Of, of more than 2,000 people. I'm just so checking. It was, it was a nice cross-section. I know, but it's it's not actual data. No, well, this is a, a re- research that they've done. But yep. the, the, it's indicative, though, of, of the, the totally, trend around the country. Totally, very much so. Yep. But that surprised me that only a quarter, 26%, slightly above a quarter, are on a phone pla- a plan with a phone and their, and their normal plan. So mm. last year, though, that figure was 36%, so it's dropping. Now, I think that's probably due to the fact that there are so many affordable devices yep. now, great quality, even entry-level, mid-level products are, are great, great products. Mm. A lot of that technology that was in the flagship devices two, three years ago are now in those entry-level products. So it's giving people affordable options. But better value with SIM-only plans, of course. And the BYO is is going nuts. In 2017, there were 64% of BYO mobile customers, but this year, 74%. And what's the split, though? Postpaid, SIM only, 40%. 34% on prepaid. And so that, that's, a, that's a decent spread So what's postpaid? There is 40%. Of the 74%, 40% is SIM and 34% prepaid. What's the rest? Uh, and the rest would be plan and... Plan and... and phone. Phone plan, yeah. Okay. Now... The whole idea of this is to alert people to say, well, this is how much we're spending, but are you spending too much on your mobile plan? Have a look at what you've got today to see if you are spending too much. And here are the tips that you should look at, right? You, if your contract's expired, so if you're, if you're on a phone and, and SIM plan, if your contract's expired, the telco's going to keep charging you that same amount every month. So you're still you're still paying for a phone that you already own. Mm-hmm. So that's a hello. That's an indication that you need to get a new contract. If you've never exceeded your data limit, so if you it's you okay to think, well, okay, I've got forty gig of data. I never get near it. 
So why pay for it if you never get near it? Maybe take a look at maybe getting a, a, a cheaper plan with less data so it meets your needs. Uh, and the other thing is if you've been with your telco for too long, oh yeah, Steven. Loyalty, lo- <laughs> loyalty could be costing you money. This applies to fixed-line broadband at yes, home as well. Yes, it does. But Stephen. that loyalty, though, I think, and I think a, lot of people, a lot of people are under the misconception, maybe not many, but some, uh, that, oh, hang on, can I take my number with me? Of course you can. You can port it wherever you want. So if you have been uh, hanging around, address, folks. that's right. Yeah, so uh, maybe port your number if you have been with the same telco. You may find a deal. But anyway, uh, all those details are on my website. Techguide.com.au Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Played the same sting three times in a row. Apologies. Um, <laughs> are you awake over there, Trevor? It's weird doing it live, um, you know, with the stings. Ah, you, you is that right? You're not making me work hard. Because okay. you've put the passport in the wallet this week. I did, yeah. Appreciate oh, yeah. it, mate. Drove out, yeah, mate. Yeah, cheers, mate. Uh... So, um, some minute reviews. And yep. uh, speaking of our uh, individual single Alexa listener, you've got a uh, new speaker <laughs> that you've reviewed. You've reviewed the Blast from Ultimate Yes, Ears. and the Mega Blast, uh, the Ultimate Ears speakers. And these are, these are brand new, slightly redesigned, uh, better sound quality. But the big difference is uh, they also got Wi-Fi connectivity, but the other major difference is the fact that they've got Amazon Alexa on board as well. And... Uh, smaller, thinner shape, as I said, but offering that really cool sound. For, for uh, this, uh, this is a pretty affordable speaker, and the sound quality out of this is surprising. You'll you'll think that uh, this is worth a lot more than what you paid for it, based on the the audio quality there. I'm a big fan, and the fact that they're also pretty durable, they're water resistant, so you can take them anywhere. The mega, the maximum, you know, the other uh, Mega Blast has can get up to 93 decibels. That's bloody loud. Yeah. The uh, the or they also have a really good companion app as well, so you can create stereo pairs, uh, create different playlists, and you can have turns playing songs to the various speakers. So pretty cool. And of course, you've got Amazon, so you can take advantage of all the skills available from ordering a pizza to checking skills, the bank man, balance. Skills, all of that available here. Here's my favourite part: the colours they're available in. Oh right? yeah. Colours are graphite, which is black; blizzard, which is white. Blue Steel, which is self-explanatory. Merlot, which is red. red. Mojito, Mojito, which is green. And Lemonade, which is yellow. But Lemonade I drink here is uh, normally clear. clear but, but Lemonade made of lemons would be, would be lemon. yellow. Lemonade. Or yellow. Yes. 279 for the Blast, 379 for the Mega Blast. And you can also, there's a new power up dock. So you can pay 49.95. So you can just rest it on the power up so it's continually charging. Nice one. And uh, shout out to Liam, uh, Liam Roger, one of our listeners, or our only listener with an Alexa, the only person in oh, Australia with an Alexa. Liam. Alexa. Uh, hey, Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, set my alarm for 4 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Too much talking to. You're terrible, Trevor. Hey, Siri, <laughs> set my alarm for 2 a.m. <laughs> Oopsie. Hey, Google, set my alarm for 3 a.m.
Oh. Okay. Wow. Yeah, wow. We've we lost have, some listeners today. We have a lot of bleary-eyed listeners tomorrow. Haven't we list, lost some listeners Whoa, today? Oh, they're frantically going to I'd love to tell you what your next review is, but geez, your handwriting's you appalling. You, can't you read that? Come Kensington on, something. Kensington. Yeah, they've got a range of ergonomic products that I wrote about. People would be surprised guide. that we use handwriting to do our rundown. We do. We write stuff down. Here. I mean, the, the, we spend a pen and a pen and everything. I reckon we did that rundown about 24 hours before anyone's listening to this. Absolutely. So we spent a long Absolutely. time on it. <laughs> you did. That's right. But look, we do we do spend a lot of time working though. We're sitting at our desks. We're using our computers, not just us, but you listeners as well. We do spend a lot of time in front of our computers and laptops. And why not have some products that can help you stay healthy, get be productive, but also uh, keep you uh, give get your spinal health uh, in order. Now, I'm talking about the sit-stand desk from Kensington. Now, this is a desk that, not a standalone standing desk. This is one where it sits on a regular desk, but with hydraulic lifts, you can actually lift it up to, to standing height. So you can, uh, it's, it's heavy enough to cop a couple of monitors and a laptop and a desktop computer on there as well. It's got really nice uh, hydraulic lifts, so it raises pretty smoothly. That's $549. But they haven't stopped there. They've got also an anti-fatigue mat. So if you've got a standing desk, this is a really cool product because you don't get so tired standing up. Now, this is a really nice surface that you're standing on. The Kensington Anti-Fatigue Mat is $149.95, made of special ergonomically engineered material so that it supports your legs and your back and your feet so that you're comfortable while you're standing. It's got patented rubber gel foam, but that's durable. It's going to last a long time even in office, workshops, you name it, labs, kitchens, garages. Wherever you're standing up on this, it's going to, uh, it's not going to wear out. It's going to last forever. The last product in their range is an, a seat cushion that's made of memory foam. So it's 55 bucks. goes on your existing seat. It's got a non-slip base, so you, you're getting really good support for your back, your lower back. So you can sit up straight, have that support, and be continuously productive. So that's a look at the Kensington Rage, that seat cushion, the memory foam cushion, that's $55. So doesn't cost a lot of money to stay healthy while you're working. All of those products are on techguide.com.au. Check it out, folks. Well, Stephen, what a great show whinging about telcos. Cracking. And remember, listen to listen through to the end. We've got a little bit of bonus Well, you've material. got there this far. You may as well listen yeah, through the next thing. Yeah, you got here exactly right. It's like that joke, you know, the guy that jumps out of the plane and he's saying, look, pull your parachute. He goes, no, no, not yet, not yet. He goes, then he gets another 100 metres. He goes, pull your parachute. No, no, not yet, not yet. He gets down to 20 metres. He goes, pull your parachute. He goes, no, not yet. He gets down to 10 metres. He says, pull your parachute. He goes, why? I can jump from here. <laughs> You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Have you ever drunk a coffee? Never. Ever. I thought about it. This week I thought, maybe I should drink coffee. Have a coffee. I hate the smell of it. Like, with a passion, hate the smell of it. Really? Yuck. My wife says the same thing. My wife doesn't drink coffee either. She does love a wine. She uh, said, well, that's what I said. I said... You can drink that. It tastes like metho, but you can't drink you can't drink coffee. And, and she goes, oh, it smells like an ashtray. I said, are you joking? Like, smell your wine. That smells a bit out there too. I said, well, you can't. When you drink wine, you don't start off with the heavy stuff. You start off light, don't you? You sort of ease into the wine. Yeah, well, so is, this, is so there a coffee, coffee that doesn't no, smell? No, no, but her coffee, she'd have a weaker coffee. So start off with a weaker coffee, more milk in it. Or, you know, So weaker, not as many shots in the coffee. Work into it, but... Doesn't like the smell. Like you. She says doesn't like the smell. The smell's awful. Well, I, I kind of like the smell of coffee, but I suppose that's an acquired taste when it comes to coffee. 
So that uh, you, you even contemplated it this way. You thought I, I don't know what don't know what made me do it, but I thought maybe you know what it was these stupid tablets. So I went like they, yeah. they taste like they don't taste they're, just, they're capsules, but they they smell. They make it, it smells like. So is, it, is there caffeine in it? Is that what it is in it? Garana or like it's all that yeah, kind right. of weird stuff. Okay, but mate, it's meant to be to like me. a shot to the it's body. Meant, like you a meant copy. to have a couple, and I don't know. Yeah, right. Jeff will write something about it. I'm sure at some point, <laughs> and no one will read it. it it's just <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. It did nothing for me, so I stopped. Okay. Great. Oh, so we got the levels. Fire. You got the levels right, mate. Oh, you've been recording this whole time. Oh, I've got the, oh, oh, let's run that. Hello there, hello. You've been recording our little coffee conversation. Maybe maybe run it as a added bonus at the end. At the end. At the end. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like uh, you know when you go watch the Avengers, you know the yeah. superhero movie. You got to wait till after you, the credits. Have you seen Cars three? No. What you want? I haven't me? seen it. No, I haven't seen it. You've got to watch Cars. I will. I'll get around to it. I have Cars three all the way to the end of the credits, right? Okay. Don't spoil like, it for me, right? No, nah, and I'm going to spoil. You're going to give me a spoil I'm going to spoil it. it massively. So you told me to see it. Now you're going to spoil it because it's actually rubbish. But it's it, for me, I love it. Right? Yeah, it's, right? It's it's like three seconds. It's terrible. Yeah. Mater goes up to the like he's in a in a hut in the middle of nowhere, like his little place or something, and his iPad rings, and, and it's Mater. He's got an iPad. And it, yeah, and they, the car's like, got an iPad. Yeah, they've got like a okay. you know FaceTime, and it's McQueen. <laughs> it's yeah, it's McQueen on the on the other end. Yeah, and it falls over or break, or disconnects or something, yeah. and he goes, ah, technology. I just love it because it talks about technology. And when we're at the movies, Fantastic. Harry's like, technology, that's you, Dad. Because if you ask the kids what I do for a living, they just say technology. Technology, yeah. You hear the word technology on the radio and they go, Dad. You ask my kids, they go, I don't care what you do. <laughs> no, that's not right. They know what I do. Yeah, but they can articulate. Wait till your kids grow up. I just want to see when your kids are my age, your mm. kids are my kids' age. Yeah. Um, I, I want to see how, how things progress there. Not that it's bad. I'm just saying it's just different. Your kids are young and they're they're fully in your control and you're doing everything. They're in front of you the whole time, but then when they sort of they start thinking, no, they don't no, Dad, I don't want to hang around with you and Mum anymore. I'm, I'm doing my own stuff now. Just want to see how how that how you grow into that. I'm good it's with it. Nick off. See you later, kids. <laughs> Give me my own yeah, time back. Okay. It's different. It just changes. It changes your 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 relationship with them. Not not for the worse. I'll tell you what I won't be doing. Different. Getting dogs. No, no. Why not? Because, mate, I don't need them. I don't okay. need to clean up someone else's poo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Been there, done I re- that. I read a really them. funny cartoon. I saw a funny New Yorker cartoon. Oh, I don't think it was New Yorker, but there's a dog looking out the window and goes, "Look at this idiot cleaning up my, you know what?" He goes, "I hope he washes his hands before he feeds me." <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. <laughs> ah, yeah. we'll be back next week.